Welcome to the Six Figure Roadmap, brought to you by LVRG.it. Leverage it, saving you money on the tools, software, and courses you use to grow your business every single day. Now, here's your host, Cam Martinez. Welcome back to another week of the Six Figure Roadmap, guys. I'm here with Jeremy Ryan Slate. He is going to talk to us today about the future in media, how to get booked on podcasts, how to grow your company with PR and getting ranked and just growing your brand and your company using the tactics that he'll be talking about today. So welcome to the show, Jeremy. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Cam. I'm just really stoked to share some value with your people today, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we were we were chatting beforehand and you know, you were you were super excited to to share your message around PR and how you help people utilize that to grow their business. Why why don't you just dive in on on how that works, how you help people and and let's just go from there. Yeah, so so the basis of what we do is we we call ourselves a new media PR firm. And what that means is we focus mainly on the podcast space. We do some things with Facebook Live and with YouTube and uh, online publications. But really, our real bread and butter is helping people with podcasts. And the thing that I think is really cool about that, as you and I are talking right now on an audio podcast, about 80% of all podcasts are audio only. So a huge percentage are people just talking like this. And the amazing thing about that is the share of a listener's time you're actually getting. Because a lot of times, a podcast listener is doing something else. They're working out in the gym. They're um, you know, driving a car, they're at work and hopefully still producing while they're at work and listening to this, but they're usually doing something else. So you're getting a share of an individual's time that you wouldn't typically get. And that gives you a real ability to create the relationship with the people listening to you that video just can't do. Uh, although I did, uh, I'm here in the New York area, I did pass somebody in the George Washington Bridge the other day in traffic that appeared to be watching Netflix while they were driving. Typically, you can't use video while you're doing something else. You're getting a real incredible share of someone's time that just wouldn't be available to you. Yeah, that's that's pretty dangerous. Scared, that person. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty dangerous. Yeah. So we we have had a video aspect of the interview before, but it was just kind of I, if, I, if I'm going to do video personally, and this is just my personal preference, I want it to be like highly produced. Um, yeah. there, there's some podcasts that I love that do video as well. And it's just their production value is so amazing. So, um, I like that, but no, no, I, I love the fact that podcasting is such a big part of the way that you help people grow their companies. It's, I've talked about it many times before. We've talked about it in a lot of different interviews about how powerful podcasting can be, but we have not talked a lot about one strategies to get yourself on podcasts, right? Cause like you were saying, one of the greatest ways to gain exposure is through this medium, talking to people like this over an audio platform. So please just get into some tactics on how people and their companies and their businesses can utilize this feature to to grow their business. Well, let's kind of, can I back it up a little bit and go even more basic before we get into that? 100%. There's some things that um, a lot of business owners don't quite understand, which I think are actually hurting them. And I think there's this huge misunderstanding between marketing and PR. And those of us that are online marketers have made this even worse because PR is the thing that gets you positioned correctly, which means seen with the right people. So it grows your thought leadership. It grows your um, notoriety. It gives you the right credibility. And that's really, really important and also creates trust with people. So what that does then is any marketing you do is actually going to be more productive and, and it's then things you can market like these PR pieces can be marketed. 
So I think first and foremost, it's something that should be underlying a lot of this. And it's just not quite understood because honestly, podcasts can get you leads, which are pretty incredible, but that program shouldn't be the purpose of it is not always going to be getting leads. If you know what I mean, it's the actual, the right positioning being seen by the right people and things like that. Um, in terms of one of the major things that business owners don't quite understand is sure. Podcasts aren't quite your standard media that have been around for 30 years, whether it's TV or radio or something like that, but online, you have to be set up in such a way that you seem credible. And what I mean by that is on your site, you need specific things like your site, first of all, should be written in third person. Um, because people that are thought leaders don't talk about themselves. Other people talk about them. Um, your bio page on your site, your about me, should be written in third person. There was kind of this trend for a while where people would write about themselves in first person because it's cool and it you know, sounds friendly. But at the same time, in terms of media, it doesn't create that level of trust. So that's really important because you also want a bio that media can swipe if they're going to use it for something. Another thing on your site is having a media page, meaning a place of all the podcasts you've been featured or all of the different publications you've been featured in, because that's another thing that creates credibility. So that's another page that should be on your site. Um, at the same time, you should have your, your speaker one sheet or your bio sheet somewhere on your site. And that's usually um, a page which is going to have your bio, your images, and all of your talking points on it. So I wanted to kind of lay that there first, Cam, because that's like really a basic thing that's missing before you ever go out to get podcasts or media or stuff like that. And I think a lot of business owners, um, you know, don't quite understand that. Um, now, did you want me to jump into like how we can use podcasts correctly from there? Or did you have anything to, to add to that? No, no, I love it. I mean, the, those, those assets that you recommend people set up beforehand is absolutely vital. Like before you hopped on this interview, um, I think it was your assistant. She filled out the form that described things that you would want to talk about, who you are, what you do, how I can best serve you before the audience gets to listen to you talk, how I can introduce you so that I don't, you know, so that I can show your credibility beforehand. So people know, okay, this is a podcast or episode worth listening to. So absolutely vital stuff. Yeah. Go ahead and, and continue with, with your strategy. No, totally. And, and the, th the thing I'll, the thing I'll say is a lot of people, they, they want the big media, right? They're like, Oh, I want the Forbes. I want the ink. I want to be on Joe Rogan. Like I want these really big media features and a lot of times you have to understand that there's no elevator to the top, right? Like there's stairs to getting there. And one of the major things people do is they disconnect from their power base when their, their business starts, gets, starts to get moving or a lot of things like that. So what I mean is you have a small group that you're connected to that really you matter to. For me, I grew up in a small community. It's five eighths of a mile in size. And we had a small local newspaper that went to every house in the county on a Thursday. So anytime I printed a press release and wrote it and sent it in, they'd, they'd run it. And the beautiful part about that is they had an online version. So what I could do is I could start using a lot of those media features to build my media page to start out with. So I looked a little bit more credible when I started reaching out to podcasts and other media and stuff like that. So first and foremost, don't connect from your power base. Find your small pond, find the small group of people that care about you and start figuring out how you can gather some media features to them. It may be your university. It may be like me, a small local newspaper that goes to everybody's house in the mail and nobody pays for, just goes to everybody's house. So gather those small media features and start to build your media page that way. So that's step one. Step two is kind of knowing exactly who you need to be in front of. I find oftentimes people think that their audience is everyone when really there's a certain type of business owner, entrepreneur, maybe entrepreneur that needs to hear your message. So you need to know very specifically what that person looks like 
because there's over 800,000 podcasts out there and only about 18% of those publish at least every two weeks. So you need to be in front of the, the ones of those that actually matter to your message. Like it needs to be your people. And then after that, we, we recommend that you put together what I call your story message call to action. Your personal story, which shows transformation and it shows how you got to where you are today. Three to five key teachable points, like what you can you know, actually teach somebody, whether they buy something from you or not. And then the action you want to, them to take at the end. Get all three of those things together. Now you're ready to start reaching out to podcasts. And it's funny because we've talked about a lot of steps and we haven't even reached out to a podcast yet. So that's really the most important stuff to get in line. Then, you know, start looking like one of my favorite tools is chartable.com to see different shows and how they rank in different categories and things like that. And start looking for shows that have less than 20 episodes and less than 20 reviews, because the reason being, they're going to be a little bit easier to get placement on right away. And the way you're going to take a look at those is, something around 20 episodes happen and we call that pod fading. That's where a podcast is either going to make or break. There's lots of episode podcasts out there that have 20 episodes or less because they pod faded. They started going strong, they got bored and they quit. So a lot of these newer shows are going to be a lot easier for you to get on and start to build that press and media portfolio. So shoot them an email, tell them about your story of transformation, tell them about your message. And remember, it's not about you. It's about the show you're reaching out to. So how can you help their listeners? And I really would not worry about whatever it is you're pitching here, because honestly, everybody's going to give you time at the end to say, hey, where can people find you? And that's the time to talk about it. It's not the time to promote yourself at any other time in that episode. You want to be there to serve those people. So that's really, you know, what you're going to do in reaching out there. And as you start to get more and more shows under your belt and you start to get more credibility, you can start reaching out to bigger and bigger shows and kind of scale those stairs to, to higher level shows. Very, very valuable insight there. Chartable, <laughs> man, it's it's one of the coolest tools, not only for podcast hosts, but also, you know, like you said, if you're searching to get on podcasts, it has everything you need there. Um, you, I mean, you can go onto iTunes as well. I know that LinkedIn and Facebook are, are major um, traffic sources for you as well. Do you yeah. want to talk about how you utilize those? Absolutely. Well, it, it's funny too, because I find that each one of these platforms have like, and, and you probably know this, like content they like better than any other. So I've found that most platforms don't like links. So you have to get smart with how you're going to use them because they want you to stay on their platform. So Facebook specifically, they like a lot of video and they like a lot of images. Um, they don't like links. So what, I, what I've been using on Facebook um, are these headliner audio clips. And what they are is it's like a 30 or 60 second video of the episode um, and it's usually a still image with the waveform in front of it and some captions of what was said in that episode. So it's something really click clippable. It's something powerful from that episode. That's been really great. Um, and also telling stories, like telling stories where you're going to like grab people in and it really gets a lot of attention. Now, honestly, I focus more on LinkedIn. Um, we're getting anywhere from, you know, five to 15,000 views on a post based on how the type of work I'm putting in on it. So Think of it this way, right? When you write a pure text post on LinkedIn, you're going to get about three lines before there's a little button that says see more. So those first three lines are super, super valuable. And what I tend to focus on is an interesting statistic, a shocking quote. So for example, uh, one time I interviewed somebody that was an Olympic gold medalist, and I talked about the percentage of people 
that would not even win a medal at the Olympics, but actually get into the Olympics. And that number was so low that it was shocking. So somebody's going to read more of them because they're really interested. And it's written in a way where I think BuzzFeed a couple of years ago called it broetry um, because I think Josh Fector had really popularized it at the time of, of writing these posts where you're telling a story, but you're skipping lines in between. And the reason you're doing that is because it's mobile friendly and a high percentage of your users are going to be on a mobile device. So you're going to make it a lot easier for them to read. And I'm just finding for myself, pure text posts telling a story are doing really great now. And when I get to the end, I am putting a link in there. But what I'm doing before I hit the post button, in the upper right-hand corner of a link, once you post it, you're going to see a little X. And you click that X, it's going to remove the link preview. But once you post it, that link is still clickable. So the platform doesn't treat it like a link. It treats it like a pure text post. So I've seen that doing very, very well. I was using headliner clips and video over there for quite a bit, but I've seen my um, interaction and engagement go down way uh, a huge amount on those. So honestly, right now I'm focusing on pure text posts and um, on LinkedIn or on Instagram, I'm focusing a lot on story videos of what happened in those episodes. And I'm getting a ton of views over there as well. Huge, huge, huge stuff for people to utilize with their podcast promotion and telling stories. It's fantastic stuff. Will you talk about, because I know there's going to be people that are listening to this saying, okay, I'm, I'm getting a bunch of podcast interviews and you know, I'm building my portfolio of interviews and I'm making a lot of connections, but how do I put more money in my pocket with this? Will you kind of talk to the people about the best strategies for that? Well, there's a couple of different things you want to look at, Cam. And, and, and the first being the landing page that you're using um, should have a retargeting pixel on it. So you should have a Facebook pixel on it so that you can now run advertising at the people that are hitting that landing page. And what I mean by that is when you get to the end of a podcast episode, you say, yeah, you can find more about me over at www.yourwebsite.com slash whatever it may be that page should have a, a marketing pixel on it. And if you don't know what it is, definitely Google a Facebook marketing pixel, but you're going to be able to retarget all those people that are hearing that episode with advertising. So that's really vital. And the other thing is, this is where the call to action on the episode comes in. Where you send people and what you give away should be something that applies what you just taught. So for example, here, we're talking a lot about podcasts as a guest and Later in this episode, when we get to the end, I'm going to give away something that's actually going to teach people how to use online media to get more attention. So it's a tool that's going to allow your listeners to have more of a win off of what they just heard about you talk about on the podcast. And that's actually going to bring people into your email list, into your funnel, into your community. And if they don't work with you, great. If they do and they have a win with you, or it could lead them in such a way that they refer you business, they work with you, whatever it may be. And that's really, really vital to be able to use that in that way. Because like I said, this is a PR action, but it's a really interesting blend of direct response marketing. And that's why I feel like the lines between PR and marketing have been blurred a substantial amount, not only by podcasting, um, but by the internet as, as a whole. Love it. Love it. Man, you've, you've just given the audience, very tactical steps. Guys, I highly recommend that you go implement this stuff right away. Go Google the things that he's talking about if you don't understand and start utilizing these steps to grow your business. Jeremy, I want to ask you kind of like a, a rapid fire round, just some questions to get to know you a little bit better. Let's do it, man. The first one for you, are you, are you a big reader? 
I'm a huge reader, actually. As I'm talking to you, I have a seven foot tall bookshelf by my, <laughs> I've run out of spaces for books for. They're sitting on the front of it. Love it. I'm the same way, man. What do you think has been the most impactful book you've read? I, there's the books I've enjoyed the most. Like my master's was in history relating to Alexander the Great. So I've loved things around that. But the book that's had the biggest effect on my life has probably been the 10X rule by Grant Cardone. And just realizing the amount of action you actually have to take to get a result is pretty intense. And early in my entrepreneurship journey, I was really, I don't know, I guess taken back by the idea of like, if you do something once and you don't succeed, like, wow, what should I do? And just to realize the amount of effort you need to put in to get a result, like that really, you know, helped put me in the right direction. Love it. Great book. Great book. What do you like to spend your time and money on outside of, of business? Oof. Well, it's winter right now and, and I'm a huge skier. So that's, that's a big deal. So my, my, uh, my wife and our, you know, one and a half year old like to go skiing a lot. It's a really great time. Um, but I've been a fitness freak since I was like 14 or 15. I was a competitive power lifter for years. Um, I once pulled an 80,000 pound army tank. I spent a ton of time, um, on my fitness. I'm kind of getting into more like, um, functional training and, and CrossFit type stuff now. Love it, man. We're, we have a lot in common. Where are you, where are you located? I'm in, I'm in Northwest Jersey. I'm it's, I'm like halfway between Pennsylvania and New York, but just slightly closer to Pennsylvania. Oh, so you're just, you're skiing on little Hills. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. So my, my family has a house up in, up in Lake Placid. So a couple times a year we go up there, Lake Placid, New York, and it actually has the highest vertical drop on the East coast. So uh, we, we do. Super cool. Love it, man. I'm in Colorado. So I, I oh, I'm so feel like I can I say my, that. <laughs> I, I did my uh, honeymoon out in Colorado. We did, uh, we did Breckenridge, we did Copper Mountain. We did uh, a couple other ones out there. I, I love skiing out there. There's nothing like the powder in Colorado, man. hundred percent, man. Love it. Love it. I'm curious always about, you know, the people that I talk to on these interviews and just people in general, what your habits are and how you go about maintaining the, so well-known entrepreneur roller coaster. What are some like non-negotiable habits you have? What spiritual practice do you practices do you put in place? You already said that you are a huge fitness freak, which is, you know, one of the many outlets to like health and wellness and spirituality and stuff. But what other things and habits do you implement in your life? I, I guess for me, it's, it's a big, big part of like talking about how I start my day. Like I try to get up early. So, you know, I try to be up at six o'clock in the morning, have, I, I get some deep work done early. And what I mean is I get a lot of the things that I do every day done early in the morning when nobody's awake yet. So they're done. I don't have to like kind of deal with other people to do that. So that's out of the way. That's something I picked up from, from Cal Newport, from his book, Deep Work. Um, but I, I do that first thing, eat, and then I hit the gym pretty quickly after that. And I, uh, take a cold shower. Then I take a 10 minute cold shower because it uh, helps to get a lot of inflammation out of your body. It uh, helps your immune system, a lot of things like that. And from there I jump into work. So to me, that's really vital. Um, I've tried to get better in terms of a non-negotiable with setting time for doing, you know, more family type stuff just because I can be a little bit of a workaholic. So that, that's always really mattered to me in terms of like how I handle myself spiritually. Uh, I'm a Scientologist. So that's a, you know, non-denominational applied religious philosophy, which really helps me to, you know, handle myself as a spiritual being. So that's really been, um, absolutely huge for me. Um, and really, man, those, those are the biggest things in my life. Cause I feel like I'm working a lot. I'm doing fitness stuff a lot and it's not like that's a bad thing. It's just a huge part of my life. And I have a really big mission to help other people. Love it. Very interesting. I, you were the first person to openly say that they're a Scientologist, let alone 
probably the first person I know that is one. I'm very curious and interested in that. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I would love to just learn more from you because I don't know much about it is, is what I'm yeah. saying. I think a lot of people just know what they hear in the media. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we, we get a bad rap, um, but you know, a lot of things that help people a lot in the media tend to get a lot, about, a lot of bad rap, you know, don't believe the media. <laughs> yeah, 100%, which is why I feel like I don't know a lot because outside of that, I haven't really put in my own research, but that's yeah. cool, man. That's cool. Do you have any last words of wisdom for the people listening? I would honestly say the biggest thing you have to know, Cam, is like that the media doesn't look for you. You have to be out there and be willing to tell your story and be willing to get it out there. I think I I had a conversation, I want to say six months ago with a new prospect and he was saying, hey, you know, I'm interested in what you do. I really appreciate you reaching out. But at the same time, I'm going to wait until, you know, like I'm so successful, the media notices me. And it's like, well, that's great, but you have to be the one to be willing to tell your story because the media just doesn't look for you, man. It's a 24 hour news cycle. They're looking for what comes to them and makes your life easy. Love that. That's, I feel like that's a big misconception that just one day you're going to, I don't know, wake up with a hundred thousand followers on a social <laughs> media platform and then your life's going to turn, turn tides. But. It's daily actions, man. And you have to find the right communication channels to get it out there. Like you have to know, like, Hey, you know, what stories are trending on Twitter right now, which I think is honestly one of the greatest tools. A lot of people don't know, because if you check, just go on the search box on your Twitter account and see what's trending. That's a really great time to pitch which one of those things to a media company, whether it's a podcast or whether it's an article, wherever it may be based on what you're doing in your life or your business. Hmm. Another tactic. You're full (laughs) of them. (laughs) I love it, man. No, that's, that's seriously what I, aim and strive to provide for, for this podcast. So I appreciate you coming on and providing your wisdom, providing your strategies and serving my audience today. Hey man, I really, really appreciate you having me. This has been awesome. And uh, I really hope we uh, were able to give your audience what they're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. Where can they go to learn more about you? Absolutely. So we've talked a lot about podcasts and media and getting attention. And honestly, like, as I said, like you have to be the one willing to get your story out there and, it was a big mind shift for me once I realized that. And it really has been a huge part of our business and everything we've done. So I put together a really awesome resource for them and it's called the seven reasons no one knows you. And it's going to teach you everything you need to know about getting found online, getting found on podcasts and really getting the right attention. That's over at commandyourbrand.com slash seven reasons. And uh, the number seven of the word seven will work. Beautiful guys, go check that out. If you're not dominating your industry, you're not dominating your niche. If people don't know you as the go-to resource, absolutely go grab this free gift that Jeremy's giving you, put it into action and start crushing it with your brand, with your PR. And uh, I can't wait to hear the stories of success that you guys are having. Jeremy, again, thank you so much for being on the show today, man. Hey Cam, this is awesome. I really hope we were able to help somebody, you know, with the information they needed today. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm guaranteeing that that happened. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys, look for all that stuff in the show notes and directly on the podcast. You'll be able to link directly to that stuff until next week. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to the six figure roadmap. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. To learn more about our membership, visit us online at www.lvrg.it.